to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Strick on the percussion there as we're getting going here on the block. Uh, I think that's at least what it's called. I don't know what what necessarily <laughs> used to make that noise, but uh, I don't know the music. I just like. It. I don't know. We're just kicking it on the block, God darn it! It's Wednesday. Yeah, wind down Wednesday, but you. you Corkin, I guess I'm early. I'm, I'm, I'm early for <laughs> Kevin Meyer Thirsty Thursday. I'm early. I'm just, it's wine is on my mind. There you that? go. Well, that's that's fine. We always love Thirsty Thursday, but we also always love Wednesday because we can catch up with Omaha World Herald's Evan Bland. E.B. Uh, yeah, E.B. There you go. How are you doing, Evan? What's going on, guys? Yeah, E.B., uh, you know, it, I, I always grew up knowing I couldn't be a chef with the last name Bland, but uh, <laughs> no, you could else not. Out fine. <laughs> no, you need seasoning in that thing, Bland. You can't be Bland when you be a chef. There's no question about that. It wouldn't work. How would you like to have worked in Hell's Kitchen with the name Evan Bland? I mean, who wants to eat food from Chef Bland, right? Like, it's going to be toast. It's going to be dull. It's going to be, I, you know, I, I just knew early on. Like, everyone says when you're a kid, you can dream big and do anything you put your mind to. I knew that was true except for the culinary field. Right. <laughs> it's funny how many people do end up going to those fields that don't make sense, like, you know, like a doctor blood or something. Like, what? how did you <laughs> – why didn't you at least change your, your professional name or something? That isn't, isn't going to work out. Uh, but uh, in any case, the we're happy The greatest to... name, though, I don't care, is World Be Free. Oh, World Be Free. There you go. Do you remember him? <laughs> he changed his name to that, though, didn't he? Yeah, I think he yeah. did. You guys, does, they've got some crazy names It doesn't count if you change I it. I still don't care. He just landed a big – NIL deal, Evan, E.B., oh, there you go. and his name is DeColdis Crawford. <laughs> I don't care. He got an A.C. Havoc deal on the NIL because he's DeColdis. That's right. I mean, his parents couldn't have known that NIL was going to be a thing. But <laughs> maybe you didn't know this, too. His middle name is actually, and this is true, his middle name is Juan, J-A-U-N. Oh. So he's DeColdis Juan Crawford. So DeColdis Juan. Well, there you wow. go. Wow. <laughs> There were when he. I mean, it, it's funny because I've been wow. following him since he's like when he first became a recruit, and not like following too closely. But you hear stories of Decoldus Crawford, and for a while there was a, a rumor that his middle name was to ever do it, which oh, turned out not to be true. Whoa! If that would have been the name, I, I would have <laughs> lost it. I, I'm glad I'm not having any more kids, God willing, because uh, I would have come up with some crazy. Up knowing with that the nil is out there, I would have found a good one, especially for the uh, the ticket. Well, in any – yeah, go ahead, Bill. Well, I, I was just going to say, for what it's worth, like, you know, I follow recruiting pretty closely, too. I always root for the all-name guys to end up here. So, like, there was a guy a, a cycle or two ago whose name was Hamilton Hall, and he didn't end up coming to Nebraska, but there is a Hamilton Hall on, on campus on in camp. Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how cool would that have been? That or, been cool. or there was a guy named Mr. Williams. His first name was Mr., M-I-S-T-E-R. I mean, guys like that – you can't let them get away. Even, you know, whatever the talent situation may be, those are the guys you got to get on your roster. Right. Big facts. <laughs> Heaven Bland, the Bland Chef, joining us here uh, on, uh, on on every Wednesday here on the block. Uh, Evan, did you get a chance to, to go out to practice this morning? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, was there pre and post? It was it was quite, uh, you know, quite the day. What did, what was your biggest takeaway on a day of, of a lot of in, a lot of information, actually? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It you know it was cool to have it at Memorial Stadium itself as opposed to the Hawks Center, which is pretty rare for the the chances we get to go see them. But you know I was with the offense most of the the open session, 
And, you know, I think, first of all, you, you just kind of take note of who's not participating, right? Like, Turner Corcoran was not in pads. He was, he remained out, which is uh, something you want to keep your eye on, especially at that position. You know, tight end continues to be hit pretty hard um, with, with Chris Hickman was in a walking boot and Thomas Fedoni was running stairs. And so I think that's kind of, you know, where I started with some of that. But then, you know, you just... <laughs> you see who's who who looks fresh who's ready to go i mean i i kind of bounced around a little bit between the running backs and the receivers and uh the offensive line i, I will say the o-line has always sort of fascinated me i guess the last two chances i've had to see them work out just because uh watching donovan rayola coach is a lot different than watching donovan rayola uh in an interview setting i mean he's, he's a lot quieter he doesn't really want to uh, do the media thing, but when he's out there on the field, man, I mean, he is he is barking encouragement, he is barking uh, instruction to guys on like every single rep, and so I, I think you know just seeing guys in their in their sort of natural settings like that really can be informative, and 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 to me that's a good example of somebody who um, you know when you hear recruits say how much they love Coach Raiola and what he brings, I think seeing him in action really helps sort of inform that opinion a little bit. So, Evan, um, one of the things that we heard from Coach Whipple is not only that, um, you know, Casey Thompson and, and uh, Trevor Purdy are, are both kind of exchanging number one reps, but one of the things he talked about is the offense being down today. It was a bad day for the offense today. And he's worried – well, not worried, but he wanted to see how they're going to respond. And we've been talking about that here on the block a lot, about the response and what that means for the, for the team. How do you view it, and what do you expect that they, they learn from today that come back tomorrow to be better? Because that's going to be an important thing for this season for them. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you hear it from some of the position coaches on offense where they say, you know, one of the main things that they want to do is stack days, which is sort of another way of saying you want to be consistent, right? So, like, this is sort of the opposite of that. So if you had a bad day today, now you don't want to stack those. You don't want that to turn into a a dirty snowball and, and kind of go downhill on you there. So I, I think that's kind of where they're coming from. And, and Mark Whipple mentioned it um, this morning too, saying they, there, there was a day, an example of that in the spring where the offense had a bad day and they were able to bounce back sort of with a vengeance after that. And, and that's really, you know, one of the things that I think I'm interested in seeing. And I think coaches are often interested in seeing is, you know, not what an athlete or what a group is like when things are going well, but how do you respond when it's not, what's the body language like? How vocal are guys? Uh, are, are they able to bounce back and be better for what it was, or does that sort of sap the confidence and and again turn into something more long term? So you know, in hearing from the guys today, it didn't sound like there was a lot of concern. You know, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have uh, you're going to have um, instances where the other side, the de- in the defense, in this case, has a good day and, mm-hmm. and, and earns it. And so mm-hmm. I think there was sort of that sense. Now again, if you if you start hearing over the next few days that the offense still hasn't uh, found its footing, that the pass protection is an issue, that uh, they're rotating quarterbacks all the time, then then you can start to be a little bit concerned. But you know, I thought Casey Thompson put put it pretty well today, saying uh, leadership is tested not in the, in the good times, but oftentimes um, when things aren't going well. I and mean, who 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 again can be vocal? Who wants to step up and step out? 
in those situations. And that's something, you know, if nothing else, that Nebraska is learning right now about itself here two-plus weeks from the opener. Were you listening to Evan Bland of the Omaha World-Herald? Bach. Well, I just, I just heard you talk about, uh, you know, the, the w- one of the, the quotes from today that I think a lot of people found interesting was that Chubba Purdy is getting, um, you know, equal first-team snaps, or at least that's what they were saying today. How do you kind of read that? Because, I mean, I, I understand trying to get two guys ready, but if you've got your guy, seemingly you've got your guy. I don't remember a whole lot, you know, this late in the camp, um, Adrian Martinez or Tommy Armstrong or Taylor Martinez's backup splitting time with him. Yeah, I mean, I know Whipple did say that, uh, that Purdy got more sort of first-team uh, action the last couple of days. But, you know, I guess I didn't read too much into that beyond just the fact that, um, you know, they, they wanted to see what he could do. I, I think part of it is a testament to Casey Thompson and the idea that they are comfortable with him as the one. They are, you know, maybe he doesn't need uh, all those, uh, every single rep with the one to get ready um, just based on how he studies, how he prepares. I think he's already becoming pretty uh, you know, he stands out in that way in, in terms of the, the, the way and how much he prepares. And so, you know, again, uh, as we know at Nebraska, the number two guy uh, at quarterback and at a lot of schools is going to get meaningful reps at some point in the year. That's just how it goes with injuries or ineffectiveness or whatever. So I think you're, you're doing some of your due diligence there. But, um, you know, I, I didn't hear anything that would indicate the job was anything but Casey's to lose. I mean, we heard Scott Frost say as much last week. Mark Whipple echoed that today. Um, you know, Chubba Purdy said that he's mostly, this is only his 17th practice between spring and fall since he's been healthy, and most of that he said has been with the twos, and Logan Smothers is sort of settling, settling in at the three. So I think there is, you are starting to see sort of a, of a defined uh, hierarchy there with the quarterbacks. Um, but again, you know, it, part of it I think is worth remembering Casey Thompson right now has that experience factor, that experience advantage, having done it at Texas. Um, and, and in a way, it's, I think it's easy to think of those guys as sort of on the same plane, he being uh, Thompson and Purdy. But Purdy's got four years of eligibility left. So, you know, I think this, too, can be a situation where, um, you know, it's nothing against Purdy if Thompson's that guy and, and you know, for this year and maybe next year because um, – you know, much like Thompson, Purdy was a guy that Mark Whipple picked out of the portal, um, and he's somebody who, again, has four seasons to show what he can do. Now, whether that starts this year or not remains to be seen, but Nebraska, regardless, likes what they have in this kid down the road. Yeah, interesting stuff. Evan Purdy, or excuse me, Evan Plan of the Omaha <laughs> World Herald. You're gonna uh, put you on this. the. I'm gonna put you on the field, Evan. You're gonna throw you out there, Evan yeah. Purdy. Nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. It's gotta be another Purdy brother coming up. I would, I would assume. Uh, did you get a chance to see Devin Drew? And, and what do you, what do you kind of think about him getting here late? Do you think that you know he was a starter over there at Texas Tech? I assume you know, looking like a grabbing a starter out of the portal, that you would expect him um, to be one of those guys right away. But now getting kind of late to camp do you think that he could be a starter for Northwestern or do you think that'll take us some time to get there well I think that's a big ask to have him be a starter for Northwestern I mean he just you know officially joined the team what was it yesterday and so I think Eric Chenander mentioned it earlier in the week too saying a lot of it's going to be on him and on some of the other defensive coaches to spend extra time with Devin Drew as he gets acclimated and, and as we've learned you know the biggest thing generally with incorporating transfers has been the terminology and the scheme so like you can assume pretty safely that Devin Drew uh, physically is, is close to where he wants to be you can assume that 
that the technique he was coached up at Texas Tech and, and, and knows what he's doing in that regard. But again, it's how, can you get on the on the same page with the lingo with what uh, you know Nebraska's defense wants to do? Um, you know, Chenander sort of mentioned the idea that at least for the early portion of, of the season, they may just have to put him out there in sort of preset package situations so he knows what he's doing, and then they won't maybe have the flexibility to change things up. And it sort of reminds me, maybe you guys remember three years ago when they uh, had a D lineman by the name of Jakeem Green, who was a late ad too. He was a junior college guy, but he, uh, in sort of a similar situation, had late academics coming over, and he wasn't able to join uh, fall camp until you know, maybe a week or so in or something like that. And it did. It took him a while to get up to game shape. It took him a while to uh, to learn the scheme. And, and I believe Drew, I could be wrong about this, but I think he just has the one year. If it's not one, it's two. Um, so, you know, the onus is going to be on him. The onus is going to be on Nebraska to get him up to speed quickly. Um, again, I don't think they'll be by Northwestern. That's, that's a lot to ask. But um, I think maybe by Big Ten play, especially when you start uh, looking at examples from past years about how long it's taken guys to acclimate, Big Ten play is probably a reasonable sort of general uh, you know, goal. He is Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Gerald joins us every Wednesday here on The Block. Uh, Evan, you got to let us know, what is your best dish that you can make? Is it something simple like spaghetti? That's about the best I could do. Hmm. You know, I, I'm a big macaroni and shrimp guy, so I'll, oh. I'll, I'll grill up some shrimp and uh, you know, put some macaroni together, and, and that's tends to be my go-to well there you go that that doesn't that sounds uh, at least i thought you were going into mac and cheese and like, well you know you really are a simple chef but uh mac and, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little bit better uh thanks for joining us once again thanks for your insight evan thanks guys see ya all right there he goes evan bland of the omaha world herald joins us every wednesday here on the block we'll take a quick break when we come back it is your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you have to do is beat Strick in a shootout. It's our game show, Shootout with Strick. Give us a call right now. It's a competitive call. Only the first person to call in will get to play. 402-464-5685. Shootout with Strick. And your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings is next. Next. 